Welcome back to episode 28 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into the Asterix War Season 2. Which was released in 2016 by Studio A1 Pictures, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I continued the series in sub. I jumped into the second season of the Asterix War right away as the previous season's ending was in the middle of a tournament. The season 1 finale felt more like a midway break than a season ender. The show itself distinguishes the 12 episode runs as separate seasons even though they were only released 6 months apart. I feel the story would have worked better as a complete 24 episode season. Moving into the second season, for some reason Crunchyroll had the final episode on top so I accidentally started watching the season end first. During the beginning I thought Ayato was having a dream of the future or something. He's laid up in bed with all his friends around him. I was thinking okay he did exert himself in that last fight. Maybe it took more out of him than we first thought. Then as the episode progressed I was like wait who's that guy? Wait when did this happen? And then I quickly realized something was wrong. Figuring out the episodes were in a flipped order I began to watch the actual first episode of the season. Knowing Ayato at some point towards the end was going to get whooped and put on bed rest, I don't feel it took anything away from the season for me. We get to see why Ayato was laid up in bed during the final episode, Ophelia got the ball rolling and the old man brought demon dogs to wreck Ayato even more. During my first watch of this series I remember thinking who is this girl, did I miss something? Even rewatching now, the show did not set her up well at all. Ophelia was briefly mentioned in season 1 and barely talked about in season 2. Yulise just seeing her drive by in a car was very random, and then she runs after her and gets into a fight with her right away without really talking. But then they do kind of talk about a past battle and wanting her to come back, so it didn't take long to figure out that they were old friends. But I still feel it wasn't presented well at all. What I did learn was I thought Yulise's firepowers came from her sword, but we see on this trip to her country she can produce them from her hands. Speaking of hands, Ophelia possesses the old Beltagese purple arms from ReZero. The fusion of red and purple colors as they clashed was really great. One of the better visuals for this season for sure. Ayato this season with a little encouragement from Ulysse. He actually put in effort to discover why his sister up and disappeared. He had been leaving it alone believing she would have her reasons for bailing without a trace. We discover she's in a coma of sorts and of course the chairman is the one who put her there. He is clearly the guy who sliced her open in the Festa to the Death shown in Season 1 Episode 1. As for Ulysse, I know Season 2 begins right after Season 1 so I can't expect any real change from the characters. But Ulysse didn't miss a beat. She stays involved in all things Ayato. Season 1 she showed up to Priscilla and Irene's dinner uninvited. Now in Season 2 she forces her way into Ayato's meeting with Dirk to discuss his sister. She begins berating him before Aito can even start asking questions. Not that I ever thought Ulysse was dumb, but this season really showcased her intelligence. She's the one who comes up with every strategy and countermeasure that leads to them winning the Festa. As I mentioned, Season 2 begins directly where Season 1 ended. Aito's secret of only being able to maintain full power for approximately 5 minutes has been exposed to the other competitors. I was interested to see how this would change Aito and Ulysse's strategy, as well as how their opponents would attempt to exploit this weakness. The first fight back was great, the two guys double team Ayato and they're hitting him with some really cool combos. Those sequences were really nicely done. 
I enjoyed the use of the firewall to divide and conquer so the battle was one-on-one, and the animation of the firewall looked excellent as well. This season I really feel stepped up the combat, the guy using the staff was great, and the way he caught and crushed one of the fire discs was badass. The ending of the fight creating a gap in the wall to surprise attack each other's opponents was a risky solution the team had to use after Aito's limit was revealed. I really enjoyed having that be an aspect moving forward. When it came to the battle against the twins, I really wanted to find the female twin attractive, but her face was so similar to her brother's I just couldn't. I was really shocked the way this fight started. Not only did Aito go full power right away, he unleashed it before the match even begun. And like every anime I watch, I have to compare it to Naruto. Shen Yun used hand signs, shadow clones, mud wall, and just like Pain when all his copies were defeated, it turned out the real one was never among them. I will say Ulysse was sloppy as hell in this fight. She kept ignoring her opponent focusing on Aito, and she kept getting beat for it. An awesome moment is we see Aito release the first lock of his seal, which was so cool. Now we know he can become even more powerful in the future if he undoes more locks. So when he's asked how long he can maintain power for now, I was thinking maybe 15 minutes instead of 5. No, he can go all out for over an hour now. After only freeing himself from one of the chains. And I was happy Aito ditched the moral high ground and socked Shen Yun in the mouth instead of going for his badge. Especially after what he did to Yulis. Now their semi-final fight isn't really worth mentioning. Aito washes his opponent easily. They didn't even make their clashes of sorts interesting. I feel the twins should have been their fight to get into the finals. Ulysse heating her opponent's armor to cook him on the inside was creative. The highlight of this fight was the horse at the end looking like it had been murdered while collapsing. I felt that was a really weird thing to put in. They could have just had the horse run off. The festive final battle was underwhelming. It had its moments, but overall it was just okay. After the two puppets fused, using the shield as a wall to stop Aito from moving, then trying to crush him with a hammer was cool. And Aito planting his sword on the ground and swinging off to the side was a nice way of avoiding it. But that's kind of like the only thing I enjoyed about this fight. The ending strike wasn't even an exciting way to finish off this tournament. It was shot oddly. I thought they could have done a lot better. It was very anticlimactic. The picture quality in the ending sequences of this battle looked really bad. It's like the regular team went on vacation and let the first year interns finish it up. The one thing I truly found interesting about this battle is we know Ayato is a beast, but looking at his sword with the red blade compared to the purple, it shows everything we have seen of him up to this point has been limited. The purple version of the blade was much longer, thicker, the handle was clunky as hell. Fighting all this time with a weapon shape so drastically different from his ideal build must have been very awkward. I feel this showed how much better Ayato could become. The season end fight against the Hydra had a lot of cool camera movement, but it was just like I don't care at this point. The guy they were fighting was just introduced. I have no feelings good or bad towards him. This entire fight just felt like something to do rather than actual storytelling. And ooh, big reveal, it was Claudia's dad who was behind the attack. He doesn't want her in the crosshairs of the big bad galaxy corporation. This whole little mini story was just rushed. It I just didn't care. And how dumb is Ayato? Wow, its head regenerates just like the legend. Yeah, no duh, idiot. Now we get to move on to Saya, who is my favorite. She won Best Girl in Season 1. I really enjoyed the flashback we got of her in Little Ayato. We can't call her Little Saya because she pretty much remained the same size. 
The pair of them team up and try to attack Ayato's older sister. This fight was great. Saya shot off a huge chunk of hair and blasting the ground to create a smoke screen was really cool. Saya is also the one this season to get Ayato out of his funk. You at least put it out there that his sister may have abandoned him and Saya shuts that down right away. She actually knows the family and reminds him that his sister would never do that. Then when she called him my Ayato, I was just reminded why she is best girl. Even if it was a short moment, seeing Saya tear up in frustration, knowing her and Kieran didn't make it to the finals, showed just how much it did actually mean to her. Saya is just so sweet. Something random I noticed, Saya loves being up in trees. Both seasons, we see her jumping out of them. Then, maybe it's just because Saya loves heights. Ayato knew she would be on the palace roof when Flora could not find her. Getting a deeper look into Saya's relationship with her father and the fact his body is actually destroyed, it made me more invested in her and Karen's battle against the robots. These dummies give our girls a one minute grace period to attack freely, which is just stupid. When has underestimating an opponent and talking down towards them ever ended well for anyone? This was no different. Kieran, after one flurry, figures out how to get past the defense barrier and makes the robot attack before the time limit is up. So he's not a robot of his word. Then on the other side, Saya goes full suited. Her cannons looked amazing and she blasts her opponent right into a wall. Now, if you know anything, the person who gets the better of the first exchanges usually ends up losing the fight. Of course, she knew Saya and Kieran would lose so Ayato and Ulysse would be set up against the robots in the finals. All I ask in a fight where my favorites are going to be defeated, at least let them go out in an awesome fashion. This fight did not disappoint. The budget went into this battle. Everyone in this tournament looks ridiculous compared to Saya and her opponent during their firefight. I felt like Kieran was going to look out of place in this type of battle, but then they give her sick moments with the different camera angles and the movements they put on her while she was attacking. Her swordmanship was just amazing. Saya's gear bracing the ground then outpowering everyone blowing the robot's arm off. I loved it. Kieran and Saya made these two unveil their ultimate weapon of fusing together, which of course exposed that weakness for Ayato and Ulysse to capitalize on later. Kieran and Saya never gave up even after taking a whooping. I loved this fight, it was the most well done in this entire series. Now with that being said, I felt Kieran was underutilized this season. I just feel we didn't get much of her in terms of growth. When she was presented, it was mostly her kicking ass. All her swordplay and action this season was top notch. Even after her leg injury in the Festa, she's still a badass when it came to looking for kidnapped Flora. She seemed scared entering the abandoned building, but as soon as a threat was present, she went into warrior mode. Kieran and Sai rescuing Flora and their battle while doing it was way better and more entertaining than the Festa finale. When Kieran was going to lay her weapon down, Saya was like, hell no, we don't surrender out here, and just starts blasting. Her gun having a flashbang on it was really sick too. I thought Saya definitely murdered the shadow guy. There was way too much blood on the floor for him to still be alive. I enjoyed Kieran and Saya again this season when they went on their search. Unfortunately for Kieran, Saya got the badass hat, and Kieran looked like she was stuck wearing a pair of pants on her head. The most wholesome moment of this series is Saya and Kieran laying in bed next to Ayato after he was hurt. During the final fight, I was wondering where Kieran was, and like I said, they just use her to be an ass kicker this season. We see her one-hit dull side of the blade knock out and capture the Chimera Creep. Now, Flora was a new character added this season. She travels to the Phoenix Festa to support Ulysse. She is a maid in training at Ulysse's palace back home. 
Flora looks up to Ulysse and wants to follow in her footsteps by contributing to the orphanage herself in the future. And Flora allows us the chance to see a sweeter side of Ulysse instead of her regular grumpy self. My favorite moment with Flora is her expressing that Sai and Kieran are Ulysse's rivals, referring to the Festa, yet Ulysse takes it as a rival for Ayato's affection. Poor Ayato, the curse of being an anime main character, having every girl wanting you. And what's with this series having Ulysse wipe ketchup off other people's faces? She did it for Ayato in season 1, now Flora in season 2. When Flora offers Ayato some of her parfait, I couldn't tell what bothered Ulysse more, the fact it was an indirect kiss or that she didn't get to feed it to Ayato herself. And our next new character was Sylvie. Enter the unrealistic circumstances, Ayato is saved in an alleyway by a girl who is not only famous, but has detection powers that can locate Flora. What great luck to run into such a person when you really needed them. Then Ayato the dog gets that contact information. Ulysse and the girls got some new competition. Serious question though, when she sidekicked the twin snake guy whose laser daggers I love by the way, did he die? I mean he looked pretty dead underneath that pile of rubble. And then we had Claudia. Claudia was damn near non-existent this season until the end. Even then I feel she deserved more screen time. The one thing she got in this season was on the way to the banquet when Ayato sees all the girls in their dresses, she outshined everyone. Claudia was looking fire, hair and all. Once again, this series, we only got to see Claudia whip out her dual blades once. And even then, we don't see much. I will say I was laughing after Ayato collapsed when Claudia saves both Ulysse and Ayato. When they're out of it, Claudia only has concern for Ayato. She checks on him, calling out his name like three times, and she doesn't even give a second thought about Ulysse. Yabuki this season is still our source of information. He fills Aito in on the fighting style of the twins. We the audience know from season 1 Yabuki is involved in some organization, so when he doesn't come home for days at a time, the audience knows why, but how is Aito so dense thinking a newspaper club would keep people away from their home days at a time? I enjoyed Yabuki trying to set up Ulysse and Aito on a date recommending a cafe, and Ulysse's reaction was gold. And finally we see Yabuki drop the I'm just here to be helpful vibe, a shadow star shinobi. He goes down to the sewers and finishes what Saya started. He completed the job ending the kidnapper's days. Yabuhi got him with the levy from Trinity 7, jumped out of his clothes and hit him with a kunai. And then we have Ulysses' brother the king. He was fire. The way he was able to troll Ulysses as an older brother, even when he isn't around using Flora to ask embarrassing questions about Ulysses and Aito's relationship, was a smart move. You can't get mad at a child for asking personal questions. Seeing everyone return home to Ulysses country and the people celebrating her was surprising. She's presented as so cold and disconnected having people actually adore her was weird. At first I was wondering if they were all just like jumping on the bandwagon due to her winning the festa but the way she was smiling and greeting everyone seemed like it was a regular thing for her. Then the bomb is dropped her brother just put the parade together. I think it was to mess with Ulysse. The king's intention to keep the foundation away from meddling in Ulysse's life were pure. He just can't help himself presenting the option of being with Ayato in a super embarrassing way. He knows it's going to get a rise out of Ulysse. Even when at first his intention to keep Ulysse away from the Grips Festus seems selfish, he's trying to protect her from realizing even if she tries, she may not be able to change the country due to interference by the foundation leading her to more heartbreak. He's a good brother in my opinion. And as a king, he is a bona fide hero. He has his own legit harem. 
He plays the role of dumb, easily controlled clown and gets lots of money and girls out of it. Alright, now we're going to get into some nitpicks. The twins use paper bombs that produce a very large explosion and smoke cloud. Yet Ayato and Ulysse both get hit with one at the same time. Ayato is completely fine yet Ulysse gets blasted back and covered in soot. Ayato gets blasted like 7 more times and he's still fine. This season put in some risque stuff I can't recall being present in season 1. Ulysse gets hit in the boob a few times. She's also awkwardly bound by the twins talismans in their fight before having her clothes nearly seared off. Then we had Ayato naked in chains which I could have done without. Another nitpick is how many talismans could Shen Yun really hide up his sleeves? It was practically infinite. Ayato comments he never expected so many people to be at the royal party, but if you look around that place it looked so empty. Ayato enters the battle against the Chimera and the gel from his hair instantly lets go and his usual whack hairstyle falls into place. That's not how gel works. The old man who summons the Chimera's evil laugh was awful. Hilda's laugh was terrible as well, the show needs to work on its villain's cackles. Alright, now we get into best girl waifun harem. We have a back-to-back -back season winner, Miss Saya. Her flashbacks with Ayato along with her guilt feeling like she abandoned him. Saya had great moments again this season. The fact no weapons are allowed at the royal party yet Saya still sneaks in a giant grenade launcher, what more could you ask for? Due to her build, she's still not a waifu. And there's no one new that would be going into my harem from this series. Alright, now we get into final thoughts. The majority of this season was spent on wrapping up the Phoenix Festa, which started in Season 1. The last few episodes tried to create a setup for Season 3. Season 2 just felt as if it had no purpose of its own. I felt some of the great characters we had in Season 1 were neglected in this season. And I love fights more than anybody, but this season just had one after another. Towards the end, I just didn't care. Asterix War Season 2 was not as enjoyable as Season 1, but if you want to finish off the series, you should for sure watch Season 2. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.